Welcome to Jeff's World with Jeff Stein, the show that sees life through the eyes of possibility, purpose, and punchlines. Because in Jeff's World, we blow minds and large hearts and leave no man or child behind. And now, here's your host, Chief Executive Optimist and President of these inspired states of mind, Jeff Stein. We are divided, but we are optimistic. There's lots of love. There's lots of hope in this nation, even though it seems kind of ugly. Just stay away from your Facebook page. It won't seem so bad. Uh, as the man said, I'm Jeff Stein, along with Erica Farrison and Jeff Hendrick. Executive Brian is in here and helping to grow the show, as well as uh, Very Funk House producing the show, and Internet Georgette uh, keeping you in the know. So please check us on Facebook and Twitter, Jeff's World Show, and Instagram. Uh, we try to get some things up there every once in a while. Uh, we're kind of socially lazy, but we're picking up the pace because we like real-life interaction. We're weird that way. I'm very social. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is excellently true. That is very true. So today on, that was Erica, today on Jeff's World, in Disneyland mythology, fans like to tell stories of actors from movies visiting the rides that portray them. It's kind of a funny thing that people play with. That happened. We'll tell you who and which ride. Yarg. 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 <laughs> Little give spoiler alert. Yarg. Ivanka <laughs> does good. Ivanka uh. does bad. You decide <laughs> if the cost-benefit analysis pleases you. Also, President Trump has a tax plan, or at least some tax notes he wrote on the back of a golf scorecard from Mar-a-Lago. I think that's about the extent of the, the depth of the plan so far. It it's, really is scribbles. It's it's a beautiful plan. It's it's, perfect. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's going to be amazing. Tremendous. Uh, no plan like this ever before in the history of plans. Also, The Simpsons takes on the first 100 days <laughs> of this presidency. Did, did you see it? Yes, I did. We will Hi, play it. Hilarious. And uh, and I have edited it to uh, remove the only the visual gags and keep the audio gags, and then we'll explain the visual gags. Anyway, uh, and it will make you want to eat donuts, drink beer, and walk naked into a nuclear reactor, I assure you. Also, we'll talk about drones coming to a police department near you as Connecticut moves along a game-changing bill on flying enforcement. And uh, yeah, is that the one that they're gonna fly around that's armed? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, You're, yeah, exactly. We're teasing oh, that one. Good. And some advice. Uh, Skynet called. Skynet called. <laughs> they're gonna be happy. <laughs> they want their Terminator back. <laughs> and some nice. advice from couples married over seventy-five on how to be over seventy-five years and how to be happy. That's always a little sun, little sunshine for the show. Plus, uh, Channing Tatum kind of hilariously uh, gave random celebrities some new stripper names, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now he he at one point uh, was employed as a, uh, male, a stripper. Yes, that's, uh, that's what led dancer. to the magic mic writing right. and all that stuff because he thought. really was a stripper. He really was. It was just okay. uh, he was playing uh, to type. And Erica has some news worth celebrating on the healthcare for all fronts. Moving along, moving Woo-hoo. along. Woo-hoo. Uh, she's in the trenches, and also a couple of new features. I hope we're going to try here today. I'm going to call today in the Echo Bubble, which will be a semi-regular update on bubble, whether bubble, Echo bubble, bubble, bubble. bubble. Thank you. Bubble. I knew I needed. A, so I'm going to get a sounder like that. <laughs> <laughs> when eventually, we're just—it's new. We're testing it on whether we're experiencing the same reality or just one algorithm for our uniquely narrow minds. Uh, we want to watch each other's bubbles. I think it's important in this new era. And uh, late to the party. A feature where we will share things on the internet that have been going around, which remind us that it still might be a first time for you, even if it's been there, done that for everybody else. Right? Because, I mean, you just miss things. This is a segment for my mom. <laughs> totally She will right? love you for this. I know. Exactly. Uh, oh, I missed that. Thank you, Mr. Stein. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I mentioned Erica, who has some information on that, and, and I wanted to kind of establish, for, we're getting new listeners all the time, and if you're like, who are you, and why are you doing this, Jeff Stein? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's important to reestablish that. Um, 
As far as who I, <laughs> who, who I am. Who are you, really? <laughs> I, I, you Who's know, the real Jeff Stein? The, the Dig reason, deep. <laughs> expose. Please, reveal. not a surface answer. I'm formerly a woman, and uh, <laughs> uh, no, I. I you you know, are I still, masculine and feminine combined. I still call. I still call him Janet, uh, for the record, Miss <laughs> uh, Jackson. If you're nasty. <laughs> There you go. There's a reference from the 90s. I don't know. Sherman set the Wayback Machine. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, who am I? Why am I doing this? You know, the reason I, I came back to radio some time ago, I was doing morning shows of the various, you know, the typical top 40 pop cultural, this sort of stuff. You know, you were a member of the Zoo Crew. I did morning zoos. I did cruise. <laughs> I did Jeff and Mike in the morning and all those different things that were, that were going on. So, and, and it was a lot of fluff, a lot of this and that. And I always loved so social implications of things more than I love talking about a Kardashian or a Kanye West or something. I want to talk about what does it mean to us? And in this new era <laughs> that we are experiencing, uh, Executive Brian said it best when he said, um, politics is the new pop culture. Mm. And now we just don't do politics here, of course. I, I, anything that has a social implication or is just plain fun, I, I'm good on. But uh, I, I I realize that we're in a new paradigm, especially if you watch folks that are younger, where it's not about just finding out who's right or wrong anymore, uh, especially in a world where there's no facts, right? We, we don't share facts. We make up our own facts. We dispute them. We don't believe them. So what is the only thing that we can measure anymore? And it's the difference between whether something is fear or love, where it's inspiration or desperation, whether it's kindness or whether it's exclusion, uh, whether it's hate or despair and all that sort of thing, and fear or despair. And those measures are universal. And I wanted to do a radio show where we talk about it from that perspective instead of just trying to, because most radio shows, and I've been on them, they're just judgy. <laughs> you know, we're just trying to find out what we can make fun of, what we can snark at, say, kick the legs out underneath from something, and it makes us feel better. And I did that, right? I was a comedian for many years and made fun of hypocrites, and it made me feel better. That's relief, right? But I wanted something a little deeper, a little bigger. And so I, I, I'm one of these people, you'll get to know me if you listen to the show. I love everybody and everything all the time, plus or minus 3%. It's a curse and a blessing. And I couldn't do this show alone because my sunshine annoys the crap out of people after a while. <laughs> Including us. Including <laughs> my glorious co-hosts. It's, it's not that we don't love you. It's just occasionally, Stein, we want to poke you in the eye. <laughs> exactly. That's with, exactly With it. love, though. With love, of we course. want to poke you in the eye. Of course. It's a loving poke. <laughs> no, it is. That's what you, she said. But you, hello. <laughs> but you are, you are one of the... Uh, in, in, in initial uh, founding members of the I'm going to ride around on a rainbow uh, unicorn you know, uh, parade. People. Because it works, as it turns out, people. I know you, we've heard these things before. Life is a belief game. If you believe it's going to suck, if you believe you're, you're, everything's going to fall apart, I'm telling you, you're going to manifest that. And if you don't believe in the consciousness or prayer or, or, or woo-woo aspect of that, believe it if no other way. That that's the way you're programming your brain. If you're programming your brain to see the downside, then your brain will do what you tell it to do. And you will just be gravitated to all the ick. And which leads us to this show because obviously there's a lot of ick whoa, whoa, going whoa. on. Yeah, hang on a second. Let's oh, let's ick? let's no, make right? no. Let's make sure that we're not the <laughs> we're ick. Not the ick. <laughs> we're not the ick in the equation. <laughs> no. Okay. Good. And and so yeah. And, but we're trying to, to to filter through the ick and find a perspective. And my goal in this show is to find a perspective we can live with, something a satisfying look. And and, it, and a perspective is important because even if a tragedy happens, you know, like old Mr. Rogers quote that these guys hear me say all the time, which is look for the helpers. You know, and that and that pivot changes your life uh so and that's how i want to be and 
I brought in my two co-hosts, uh, Jeff Hendrick and Erica Ferriston primarily. And then we also have Executive Brian because he can't help himself because he's just so freaking brilliant and comes up with stuff anyway. And he just chimes in as well as Internet Georgette. And I brought them in because, as you will experience with them, they're in different colors of, of just being. I love that they're just in it. They, can, they, they jump in the emotion. They feel what it feels. And they don't just go to full sunshine like I do. They actually say, hey, this is how crappy that feels. And then it allows us to have this kind of evolutionary conversation each time we bring up topics, which I think is important because we have to start where we are. The gut reactions of like, oh, my God, <laughs> I can't believe that happened. Right. And then get to, uh, OK, that feels a little. OK, so if I look at it that way, OK, that that feels a little better, you know, and, and then we're going to get there. Can, and, and consider Jeff's better. world your intellectual steam valve. Nice. You know, you can you can bleed off some pressure and then the needle goes back down out of the red and we can all calmly kind of look at what's going on. Right. And the particular radness, if you haven't figured out about uh, Jeff Hendrick, is, is he is a wordsmith. He, he's, he's, he's a comedian. He's got a million different things in his head and he can articulate it uh, not only rapidly, but uh, brilliantly. And then you've got Erica, who you're going to come to love so much, too, because she is she lives it. She's the person who actually is the leader you're looking for, the democracy in action. Right, Erica? Am I, am I over-endowing you? <laughs> she gets out there, and she's involved. And when she sees something that's wrong, she goes out and goes, well, what can I do? And then she forms a group of one doesn't exist. She goes and joins a group if it does exist and, and says, let's add steam to this. And we can refer to her now as... Madam Delegate. <laughs> Madam Delegate. She's a delegate. She she's runs, a delegate. You know, she runs to be a delegate. That's how actually she goes, well, if I can't get a voice in you know, the political process, I'll just be a delegate. And she finds out the process, how to do it, does the work, does the footwork, gets the support, and bing. And, and I would say that being active is is my thing. And, and so I am on the show always encouraging for you guys to get active. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's, um, it's easy. You can do it. Democracy is a participation sport. Here, here. And one of the other great things about Jeff's World is that we get to bring it to you free just by sharing some products and services that you probably already want to know about. So <laughs> listen to these advertisers, see if they even resonate for you. And when we come back, uh, Trump's 100 days, according to The Simpsons. And <laughs> Ivanka says things, does things, and we'll talk about whether they match when we return to Jeff's World. What would you say? Yeah. Thank you for being a citizen of Jeff's world. I'm Jeff Stein, along with Eric Fairston and Jeff Hendrick. This is the place where social, political, popular, and unpopular culture is seen through the eyes of possibility, purpose, and punchlines. Again, join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jeff's World Show. And uh, uh, we're talking about uh, the first 100 days. And Have they? Oh, has it actually uh, been 100 days? Because uh, I thought he was still on the high 90s. And we're it is. It's Saturday, right? Saturday's is, day 100. Is, is right. day 100. Um, <laughs> wow. So, uh, <laughs> so much damage in so little time. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, you know, and 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 we've talked about this a lot. We have uh, folks that are uh, Trump supporters who who were talking to us. Uh, um, I come from a, for those who don't know, I come from a family of Eisenhower Republicans, and uh, I like both sides of the things. I like to hear what's going on. I try to be forgiving and understanding of everything. Um, you don't have to be. <laughs> it's just something I endeavor to be. And in the meantime, it has been a little challenging because you know Trump. I'm just like there's. So Something good there. There's some good. There's some good. Man, so you're you're and you're the kid in the old so, joke who is who is digging through a ro- room and <laughs> filled with horse poop, thinking somewhere in here there's a pony. <laughs> well, you know, and I love you for it, but I don't know if in this particular case there's a there's a pony in the room full of poop. 
Well, the one thing I hold on to hope for is that he's still, the day is just slow, and then we'll still get this infrastructure, we'll still get him to help, but, you know, so far, not so good. But we'll have to just watch it and help, but the democracy is up to us, not him, and it's also up to the Simpsons, uh, So, <laughs> who uh, played with the first 100 days. I'll give you a little thing just before we start it, because the video, the visual ones that, it's, that it begins with, that I cut off the top, starts with Sean Spicer having hung himself. It's like yeah, quite a visual. He's hanging there in the Oval Office. He's hanging the o- no, he's hanging at the press room. <laughs> oh, the press room. That's with right. Kelly on Conway looking on saying, I am not replacing him. She has and this she one line. She runs out. Right? And then it's Reince Priebus and Steve Bannon strangling each other in classic like Bart and Homer mm-hmm. ah, tongue sticking out. And, uh, and then it goes to his bedroom, Trump's bedroom, where on his bed is three books. One says, Florida on $10 million a day. One, <laughs> one book, nice, uh, right? Well, funny because it's true. Yeah. One book that says the little book of big bombs. It's like a children's book, and the third one says "Killing a Good Thing" by Bill O'Reilly. Aha! And then it rolls into uh, this little gem here. A hundred days in office, so many accomplishments. Lowered my golf handicap. My Twitter following increased by seven hundred. And finally, we can shoot hibernating bears. My boys will love that. Sir, here's a new bill that you must read immediately. It lowers taxes for only Republicans. Can Fox News read it? Now watch what they say. Uh, no, you have to read it. The new Supreme Court Justice Ivanka takes Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat on the bench. You can buy Ivanka's robe with gavel earrings for only 1,000 rubles. You said you'd replace me with Garland! <laughs> Oh, God, this is horrible. She's popping depressants. This was supposed to last me the whole four years. Marge, please, give the President of the United States some time. He's only 70 years old. 100 days. We are 6.8% of the way home. Paid for by anybody else 2020. (laughs) There you go. That that last line is the worst, though. We're only 6.8%. Eight percent, six way through. Eight percent of the way through. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's hard. God help us. <laughs> the punchline for minutes, by the way, being a comedian all my life, the punchline for minute on that was beautiful. Oh, they, no, they, uh, so many. My they, my favorite one is I'll watch. Can I just watch Fox News and and, and tell and then learn what I'm doing? <laughs> yes, executive bride. I just thought of something. You know those giant billboards smoking desks this year? I want to count down to when it's over. When this administration's <laughs> over by the minute or by the day, and it's just clicking, spinning That's fast. assuming the human race will outlive this administration. Yeah, no kidding. There was an interesting article on Washington Washington Post, who we love. We have them on the air sometimes because there's such great reporting over there. And by the way, we've said this before, but if you're frustrated by democracy and fake news and and how fake news is this and that, if you find a news outlet that you think is doing it right and telling the truth, give them money. I mean, that's how it works. Subscribe to their 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 website. website. (laughs) And of course, as you know, the New York Times, Washington Post have seen record uh, subscriptions. They are flush with cash uh, because of this new circumstance. The the failing New York Times. The failing New York Times has now got more cash than than he does. uh, (laughs) But EJ But we don't know. We don't know if he can't see his taxes. taxes. (laughs) We'll never know. Uh, E.J. Dion, great. Uh, it was a, you've seen him on TV a lot too. Funny, uh, entertaining guy. He says Trump. Here he talks an article called Trump's greatest single achievement almost never gets mentioned. You probably can't guess what he thinks that is. Yeah, you won't. Four wives. <laughs> is he on a four? Uh, no, um, he's brought Long bad people to the National Enquirer. 
have a guess. No, uh, Brian. He, Brian, do you have a guess? Uh, what his his uh, single achievement he thinks is that he managed to make the Russian collusion charges disappear. Basically, oh, that he it's just that? kind of disappeared from the consciousness. I mean, I does of he course, spell the, dumb? D U M. I <laughs> the because uh, the investigation goes on, of course, but he it has managed to be page twenty or whatever. Well, here's yeah. the, we were talking about this prior okay. to coming on the air. Uh, there were seven Benghazi committees, yeah, and the staffing on one of them was forty-six. Forty-six staffers for just one of for the just seven one of the seven committees to investigate Benghazi. How many committees are there on uh, Russian invest- Russian collusion to uh, affect the election? Uh, one half of one, one the one in the Senate. There's a guy named Jason Chaffetz. Yeah, he's not doing anything. May or may not be laundering Russian money. Who may or may not stick around. After just being recently reelected, he's sort of supposed to maybe look into this. So Jason Chaffetz, if you don't follow politics that carefully, was the chair of the the committee that was doing all these investigations. And Benghazi from uh, Utah. He he was the one who promised that as soon as Hillary was elected president, he would begin investigations on day one to indict her. And now he isn't doing any investigations on anything. And in fact, he's retiring. He's also the guy who said after the Access Hollywood video came out that I could never look my daughters in the eyes and support Donald Trump. And then a week later, he supported Donald Trump, of course. That must have been after he received his cash. Yeah. Now, these allegations. These are these are my these are allegations, are talking yeah. allegations, but the the internet is buzzing with which is with what is either fake news or an initial uh, fuse being lit. Well, you it is interesting. Uh, he all of a sudden needs to leave in a hurry to have foot surgery. Yeah, and yeah. and resign or retire quickly. Now, you can remember that the Michael Flynn story was fake news till it wasn't. Yes, it was. And now we're finding out that the Turkish company that he was working for maybe wasn't from Turkey. Yeah. Flynn is under another investigation because uh, apparently when he was asked to disclose the money that he was getting from foreign governments, including Russia, that $45,000 speech he got in 2015 that we saw the pictures of, and he didn't disclose it. And so now he's yet another crime. So this idea of him asking for immunity, I suppose he and his lawyer are still negotiating that, but it sounds like he's got so many crimes that they're going to be like, whoa. Immunity for which one? Yeah, exactly. Which one do you want to get immunity for? The thing I love is that Spicer tried to blame the Obama administration for the Trump administration not vetting Flynn. Right. Like, yeah, if you want to look back at that, Spicy, the Obama administration actually fired Flynn yeah. earlier. So he was let go under what was even then considered a cloud of weirdness, uncomfortability, like a monkey shines. Not to mention his extremely controversial uh, statements on Muslims and Islam. He is he, That's how he came famous first, is he, he was one of these big generals who ran around saying Islam no, is an evil, evil religion. That equals a promotion in the Trump and Republican <laughs> Congress True. True. administration. Yeah. Not, a demo, not, not a firing. So, so back to Chaffetz and the non-investigation. That, uh, you know, we're going to find out about old Jason. Yeah. I mean, the other uh, argument is that he quit so he could run for governor of Utah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but you could stay as a congressman unless you're f- afraid that the staying as a congressman will make him look bad as a governor of Utah because he will appear to have been enabling Trump, who is good, obviously approval rating is, is dipping fast. I'd love to see when he um, put up that cheap GoDaddy I'm running for governor of Utah website. Because uh, I don't think that I think that I think he's forced out, he's and trouble. he's trying some's just, some's, to you know yeah. make it save his ego. Yeah. 
Well, there's a lot of, in in the last couple of months, we've seen a lot of retroactive filings of things. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, I got caught, and now I'm going to go try to make it better with this little piece of paper here saying that, yeah, I was doing that back then, but now it's all cool, right? How come that, how come that luxury doesn't extend to we the people? <laughs> like, you get caught for a crime, and then it's like, oh, hold on. <laughs> Hold I on. meant to not do that. Let me go back and undo it. And now you have no basis to arrest me because, see, I went back and undid it. Yeah. Yeah. Justice. But that is only for, you know, the elite. Yeah. So when we come back to Jeff's world, uh, we're going to talk about, again, as I teased, Ivanka and the good and the bad that she did, as well as Erica's got a story of, of what uh, the alternative to healthcare might be when we return to Jeff's world. Welcome to Jeff's World, and being part of our growing population here, you're officially a citizen. I'm Jeff Stein, along with Eric Ferris and Jeff Hendrick. Executive Brian's in here, too. He's helping the show make it grow, and uh, also Internet George Jeff, who's keeping you in the know on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And we are talking about Ivanka Trump. Um, I still have a little bit of sympathy for her, because you don't pick your parents. Well, I, if you're a you know, consciousness person and woo-woo type, you do believe you pick your parents. But and if that's the case, well, good choice. Um, <laughs> Ka-ching! <laughs> she really cashed in there. She got the money, but uh, I don't know if you got the rest of the package. Um, you know, and Trump, people say, oh, I love Trump. Trump's a good guy. I love Trump. And we you know what? I, I, I'll give you the, the... Give me some evidence of how he's a good guy. He's just... I mean, he's a known quantity. Uh, that's the only thing I could say about him. I've said this before in previous shows. He just wants America to be his friend. Uh, I think he's probably one of the loneliest guys I've ever seen. I don't know that he has any real friends. I think, you know, we've talked about this, Eric, on the money bubble because we've seen it. For Jeff, man, you know? would you be his friend? I would if he would listen. But, okay, I don't, but the see, one uh, thing about Donald Trump is I don't think he's listening. Right. You, he's but not you, ready to listen. You immediately had to put a caveat on it. I did. And the second You would be his friend if... He listened, and I'm, I'm actually the rest of that sentence listened to reason. I think that Jeff Stein would be a, I don't know what to call it, but like a loving entity sending him love <laughs> and saying like, you know, I'm going to be your friend at a distance right. and that I'm going to be sending you loving and <clears throat> wishing you the best, Right. but until you can <laughs> listen and act right, um, yeah. I don't know that we can hang out. I'll call it the here kitty kitty rule because it's like <laughs> you can kind of go like I can look at Trump and say, look, dude, you know, you, you promised infrastructure. You promised, uh, you know, health care for everybody. And those are great promises. And those made people vote for you in hope. And that's cool. So here, kitty, 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 here, kitty. Come on, come on, come on, do it. And like a cat, he, he's sitting there going, I don't do what you tell me. I do what I tell me. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, all right. Meanwhile, Ivanka. Uh, a couple things came out on here recently. Uh, the first one, look, let's do good, bad first. Which one you went first? Good news, bad news? Let's yeah, do good news. Let's okay, do good, good news. news first. Why not? Uh, <laughs> she was uh, talk, being asked about the refugees and Syria and this sort of thing going on. And, and here's what she said. I think there is a global humanitarian crisis that's happening and we have to come together and we have to solve it. And, and you know, refugees. Does that include opening the borders to Syrian refugees in the U.S.? That has to be part of the discussion, but that's not going to be enough in and of itself. That, and that was why it's a headline. That has to be part of the discussion. Refugees has to be part Look, of the discussion. Look, I, I will give credit for her stating this out loud. Maybe she thought her mic wasn't on. I'm just kidding. It's really <laughs> snarky. But, um, you don't trust her. 
No, <laughs> not as no, far no, as no. I could throw her. I, I, well, I, if she had actual power, you might be able to trust her. But she's obviously got her dad doing the opposite of what she's doing. Excuse right? me, when she's paying workers in her factory, there. what is it? How much oh, is it? This Erica? is part two. Yeah. Here, this is the part two, which is the bad news. <laughs> which is the bad news? She's paying them how six, much per week? Sixty-two dollars a week. So another story just came out. Her clothing company in China pays the uh, the her. Employees sixty two dollars a week. By the way, if you do the math, at only forty hours a week, that's a dollar fifty five an hour. They're now, not working forty hours. They work a week. 70, sixty at 60, least. 70. So let's say sixty. That of course, do the math, is a dollar three an hour, and that's nowhere near. You know, I mean, maybe that's good wage in China. And then of course, my conservative friends would say, "Well, there you go. That's a good wage in China." And that's like, well, <laughs> yeah, great. It's a good wage in China that's being paid to somebody who's taking a job away from an American. And more importantly, an American higher company. American. Buy American. That's what your dad says, right? Right. So move your company, Ivanka. Make America great move again. Hats made in China. Company. Neckties made in China. Shirts made in Bangladesh. Suits made in Mexico. I'm tired yeah, of it. I'm kitty, tired. Kitty, 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 I'm kitty, kitty, kitty. He's not coming. You could put out cream <laughs> and the best stinky cheese on the planet, my friend. He will not come to you because he doesn't care. Yeah. He has no empathy yeah. in that big bloated orange body of his. He has none. <laughs> and I think that... So so when we hear her say something that um, is true, I mean, in order to stop um, the horrible human atrocities that are happening, one of the first and easiest things um, our country could do is open the borders for these the dispossessed women and children and men who are fleeing horrors. Yeah, I mean, absolute terrors. They are fleeing them. Open the doors. It, it that can so easily be done. So it's not part of the discussion. You just get in there and do it. Yeah. But I think what happens is so. Whereas I do applaud her for you know saying that. Also, you know, another thing. Um, send, you know, give aid to the people who are still in these areas who are surviving. Yeah. Help them. Yeah. Uh, stop, you know, dropping the mother of all bombs on them because whether their children are dying from a chemical bomb or a conventional bomb, yeah. it's horrific. And by the way, two U.S. soldiers uh, just killed in Afghanistan on an anti-ISIS raid in eastern Afghanistan where our bombing killed about 100 uh, civilians and or uh, targets. And so this is why when, um, you know, Trump went in and dropped a bomb on an empty air base and, and gave the Russians a head up so that they could clear their people out, which then resu- resulted in Assad attacking the village that had just been chemically bombed. I mean, there was no there was no there was no benefit to the Syrian people <clears throat> that Trump claimed he was dropping this bomb yeah. to support. They got no benefit. They got more destruction. And 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 then again, as you guys so eloquently point out, the hypocrisy of Ivanka and Donald Trump's statements, their words ring shallow. And but, I, I used to but, be an actress. But Erica. And there was there was a famous, you know, in improv, we used to say, show me, don't tell me. Right. Show me, Ivanka and Donald Trump. Don't tell me. Show me. Yeah. But 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 Brian Williams, 
fawned over the bomb. He had tears in his eyes and a little smile. And he was saying how presidential Trump is now that he's killing civilians with big bombs. I found that to be disgusting. Yeah, you weren't uh, alone. And that's the thing. And this is it. So, so what's the... Go ahead. You were gonna well, I was going to say that... Hendrick? Uh, first of all, uh, let's dispel a few myths. Uh, refugees in this country commit fewer crimes than native-born Americans. Period. End of sentence. Also, interesting... Can't thing, argue that. It's uh, a fact. In in this light, this so let's talk about the helpers. Let's talk about... Let's pivot. You just yeah. did it beautifully, right? The first one, sanctuary cities, obviously. The, the amount of cities and states that have stepped up and said, we're not going to do this. We're not going to... And our police departments are not going to do this. It's not everywhere, of course. No, but right. it's still... It's still happening anyway because of because of ICE can just go in anywhere and do their thing. Doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, here we're broadcasting from California, where it's you know obviously we are doing much protection for, but it's still you're right. And ICE other is picking up dads dropping off their kids to school. Oh, right here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Oh. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. The... They're at their churches. They're at the bus stops. They're boarding the buses. Here in and Los the, Angeles. Uh, yeah. Breaking story this morning on the news. Uh, the latest ICE list of supposed bad criminals, bad, bad hombres. hombres, bad hombres, is the list is filled with hundreds of kids. Yeah. Like kids and babies. I know. Yeah. So please tell me how a toddler is threatening our democracy, and I will be happy to ship him back to Guatemala while he, be, while he will be pressed into service into a, dra- gu- you know, a drug gang and be dead by the time he's 15. I will gladly ship that poor little boy home to an imminent death yeah. if you can tell me how he's harming America. Yeah. Because he ain't. He's four. <laughs> Well, as you can see, I mean, obviously, I love polls. I love to see where society is, and uh, that is it is fairly encouraging because uh, there is nothing that there's nothing that uh, uh, nobody's buying it. Nobody, I mean, the vast majority of us don't. They're not doing. They're not going along. We're like, wait a second, I'm not rounding people up. And it's it's always fascinating to see stories of of small towns where the, the you know like we talked about the restaurant owners have been there for years, and all of a sudden. Oh, he gets rounded up. It's like, hello, you guys. My carne asada man got deported. Yeah. That ain't right. Well, then you shouldn't have voted for the bloated orange monkey. And, and... You know, this is if this was the only controversial debate, because every presidency has a controversial debate, that'd be okay. But obviously, this is just the, the aggregate of, of a lot of stuff. Uh, but well, uh, I think we're talking about it in the context of uh, you know Trump and Ivanka claiming how much yeah. they care about the Syrian children, which is why they he needed to drop bombs yeah. in on in Syria, and and it's just pointing out the ridiculousness and by the way you can do things uh our own erica ferriston here she caught wind of a friend of a friend who was getting going to be deported at lax uh and she jumped into action now she's a little more connected than most so she was able to contact some folks she knew at at, at the congressional offices here in town ted lou great congressman who is uh you've probably seen him on twitter lately because he's the one that you know been calling out a lot of what trump's done he's become suddenly uh also like Eric Swalwell from a town I used to live in, too, and, and Adam Schiff, who's right here in the Valley. All these guys have been jumping in and, and getting into the dialogue. But, Erica, you jumped into action. I I did. Um, a mom friend of mine at school sent me a message that um, her young friend and neighbor, 25-year-old girl who had been uh, in New York, studied in New York film, uh, had a production company. She was from Sri Lanka. She had gone back to Sri Lanka to renew her visa. And then upon returning um, LA, and when she arrived in LAX, 
they pulled her out and um, that we're deporting you in, in a few we're hours. Deporting you at three o'clock. So I got the message <clears throat> at eight a.m. that morning. And yes, I I was able to contact um, Ted Lou's office and work with Ashley, who's the head of immigration. Meanwhile, uh, this young lady, so she has no family here. Right. So she had her neighbor, my friend, Catherine Lazy Dodd, doing everything she could. And then she had her best friend, roommate, who's also, I think, a young lady of 25 years old. Right. Um, then they had a friend who was an immigration lawyer. And then, you know, I mean, but it was, I mean, so many people we didn't, you know, we just jumped into action yeah. because it was the right thing to do. Now. The story was successful. Um, the, her deportation was stopped. And from what I understand, that never happens. We do not know how or why, why exactly, or yeah. who. Um, the best guess that we have is that Ashley from Ted Lou's office, she was relentless and on the phone uh, with everyone involved and our, our only thoughts are perhaps because she was inquiring they took a second look and realized um, it was their mistake and let it go but and we she really, was legally here on an h1b visa yeah uh, yeah so, so we really don't know I I certainly cannot take credit but yeah. I do believe that the collective effort that's what I wanted to point out um, of just everybody rallying um, that's you know how it works in loving action yeah um, who knows? It really felt like a miracle. I know. I was we were I was on such a roller coaster that day with Ashley, you know, at first saying, look, this girl's gonna be deported. Uh, the best we can do is find out why and and hopefully she won't we'll stop her from getting a lifetime ban and she can come back in ten years. Yeah. This girl had her dog at the apartment. I mean, and so from the lowest of the low to when I got the text from Catherine, uh, she's being released, and it, and I was telling me back what, and then I'm calling Ashley, and Ashley was saying, text me when she's in the car and has exited the LAX <laughs> property. Yeah, because yeah, really. I'm not, I'm not, not cheering until yeah. then, yeah. and and I did, and so it was, it was really beautiful. Gosh, and and the point is what that you you alluded to there. You can do this. This is how democracy works. Is don't think that you can't do something. You can call your congressperson. You can call and try to get some help. <laughs> that's what how, they're there for. That's folks. what they're actually there for. <laughs> and those are real and legitimate yeah, concerns. Absolutely. And uh, you know, take the action. Do it. Uh, and people are. And it's amazing. And this is how democracy is taken back. We're realizing in this new era that we cannot rely upon our leaders. We're not just a republic right now. A nice, quiet calm republic, meaning we're being represented. Representative, We have to actually be the change we're looking for. And Erica is such a beautiful example of that. And how high were you when it was all settled? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I have been high for days. I just saw Catherine yeah. yesterday at school and <laughs> The hugs, I mean, just, it was, it's wonderful. And, um, yeah. 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 All right. So now we have some advertisers who are convinced you're the kind of people who would listen to Jeff's World. So listen to them, see if it's for you. When we come back, we're going to do our new feature today in the Echo Bubble, as well as no more good news from Erica about healthcare here in California and for the potentially the whole nation when we return to Jeff's World. Jeff's World. This is the place where we look at the great experiment called America. 
and uh, hopefully leave it better than how we found it. <laughs> I'm Jeff Stein, along with that's Jeff Hendrick and Erica <laughs> Farriston. And uh, thank you for listening. We're uh, having a good time talking about uh, the bubble. I think it's important to talk about. This is our new feature, Echo Bubble. Bubble, 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 bubble. bubble. See, there's our sounder. I don't have a sounder yet. When you start a new feature, you make your own sounder. And then I get Barry Funkhouse, our producer, to put one together later. Um, so the, the the bubble, this is so important. This is such a, a major part of, I, I keep reading these amazing articles like about Facebook. And if you didn't already know, Facebook has one has 2 billion people on it. 1.2 of them go every day. 1.2 billion people go to Facebook every day. And it, almost all the news, it is the biggest aggregator of news now because of the whole news feed thing. And, you know, they thought they were all so very clever with the news feed ideas to feed you what you wanted to hear. And they're, they freaked out. You know, it's a fascinating article the New York Times did about uh, the depression in Silicon Valley, which is largely liberal. Uh, let's 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 be honest. But mostly, even if it's not liberal, the one component of Silicon Valley that is very liberal is immigration, because 15 percent of Facebook's employees are on H-1B visas and such. They are they are not American citizens because uh, I being in an Eisenhower Republican, we used to always believe that the great thing about America is you not only let everybody in, you especially let in the great, the best of the best. You know, you want that's one of the that's why America's always been so successful. Our dirty little secret is we steal all the brains from everywhere else. Operation Paperclip. <laughs> exactly. And so um, <laughs> here we are. Take and and so Silicon now we're Valley, just draining the best draining and the, the brightest brain. of our country. Yeah. Well, what's amazing to me is that they're they're considering uh, revamping the H one B visa program. And tech companies are freaking out yes. about this because they're going to put more regulations and they're going to get less less of the worldwide brain trust coming into Silicon Valley now. And Facebook and Zuckerberg, and they're all trying very hard now to figure out how to. And they know they've done things like uh, giving you a little thing on it that tells you whether your news is fake. And they're trying to have some effect on it because they're, they're, they've are they're been putting a lot of time and effort in it because they're not quite sure how to let people have the algorithm they want to have what they want. Uh, because they're going to be determined to have it anyway. So it's interesting because, and and do you think they're feeling some guilt? Yes! Extreme! <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's one of the things that was fascinating about these articles is they went, oh, my God, we did this. Yeah, this is we're part of the do problem. Do they yeah. uh, acknowledge that? Yes. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't well, you won't get Zuckerberg to say it out loud very often. And when he does his things, he, he he's he's got a little bit of this Jeff Stein thing going where he'll say, well, we're working on it. He'll focus on the shift towards uh, improvement. But the subtext and everything they say is, yeah, we caused this and we're scared. But it was certainly an unintended consequence. It was unintended. They thought it was a great thing, obviously. The news feed was the most brilliant thing ever, right? Right. Now, did you, you, know? did you hear that Mark Zuckerberg very quietly gave $992 million to Planned Parenthood? Uh, no. Yeah. That was an article that popped Why up. Why so quietly? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because, well, before you think of nefarious reasons, maybe he's doing it like Prince. Prince, like, gave tons of money, didn't tell anybody, because he feels like an anonymous giving is the point of giving. Right. So maybe he's being quiet to be, to be I don't give him that benefit of the doubt. Right. When, uh, when George Michael passed away, there were tons of stories that floated up about. Yeah, both he and Prince. Just quietly doing these really super, very amazing, nice, beneficial yeah. things. A lady wrote, uh, some fan wrote him and said, I'm, I'm in dire straits and I got all this you know medical yeah. expenditures I got to pay off and he very quietly wrote her a 15,000 pound check and just said you're okay now mm-hmm. I mean it's just that's more more of this please yeah, more please <laughs> more please so also in the well, echo bubble go ahead I just yeah. wanted to go back to when you said uh, Facebook was giving people what they wanted as far as news goes fake or otherwise and it reminds me of the Rolling Stones 
you know, famous song. You can't always get, get what, what you, you want. want because maybe it's a not a good thing when yeah. it comes to news that you just get what you want. Maybe yeah. it's a good thing that you just get the facts. Well, like Facebook, it played with like, well, we'll give them diversity. We'll try to put some diversity into their news feed. And then, of course, the, the people who want to stay in their bubble don't click on it. It just doesn't get any usage. And so right. Facebook sister goes, do we keep putting people things in people's Facebook feeds they don't want? But even this conversation seems a bit absurd. Right. For example, well, let's give them some diversity in their news. Like if you have 99.9% of scientists seeing without a doubt human beings and their activities are causing climate change, Thanks. let's give them some diversity right. of, the, That's a good point. of the paid scientists who are saying not true. So, I mean, this is this is it's crazy. It's a very difficult thing to do. News should be fact-based. Right. Period. Period. Not not diversity. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was Bill Nye's point on CNN when he kind of lost it the other day. Right, right. He said you've got a climate denier on. So you've got me and a climate denier. Why don't you have me, 96 other scientists right. on and then this fruit bat? Yeah. Then it'll make sense. <laughs> That was such. What do you got against fruit bats? I, I standing. They're ovation. climate deniers, Jeff. They're climate deniers. Uh, they sleep during the day. Standing ovation for Bill Nye, the yeah. science guy, in calling out CNN oh. for being complicit. Yep. In in this environmental uh, catastrophe that we are now in. And a couple of days before, uh, Bernie Sanders uh, was on CNN with Aaron Burnett. Burnett, Burnett. Uh -huh. And he uh, made a joke about uh, <laughs> fake news at CNN. And they cut his mic. He was done. He was out. So um, they did not cut Bill Nye's sci Bill Nye the Science Guy's yeah. mic, thank goodness. But I really appreciate Bill Nye for calling out that yeah. truth. Yeah. And sorry, executives, like it or not, this is what you've participated in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're all it's a giant learning experience well, for all of us. As soon as the first time I heard Wolf Blitzer say this, and when we come back, we'll be reading your tweets. I knew that it was no longer a news station. CNN yeah. now stands for me for Canned Noise Network. <laughs> it's just, here's some crap to fill up your day. It doesn't matter if it's, you know. I'm quite a little more bullish on uh, CNN than you are, but there you go. Um, well, I think bullish is very close to what I would call them. Ah, you did it. Nicely twisted. Thank you. So a new poll just came out, ABC, uh, ABC News Post, uh, Washington Post poll. And, you know, if you're wondering why your Trump supporter friends are just not listening uh, that even when you present them with facts, like I was having a discussion with one about how, whether Donald Trump's a successful businessman. And, and you know, we throw out that one fact uh, that, that folks who, who are into facts will say <laughs> that if you, uh, if you, and I was talking to somebody with means, with a great deal of means, if you were given uh, $200 million on when, in the 1970s, when your father passed away, uh, or father gave it to you, two hundred million dollars. Now, first of all, that takes away the part where he gave you a million dollars when you were a kid to go ahead and try to make it on your own and the Trump name. So he already had this giant push forward to be a successful business person. But then he gets another two hundred million dollars, and the statistic we love to throw around is that if he had just invested that in in your average performing stuff in the market by today, twenty seventeen, he'd have about twelve billion to sixteen billion dollars. Forbes thinks he has about four point four billion. We don't know for sure, but it's probably less. It may be a little more. But the point is, is that 
he's a terrible businessman. He's a terrible man, business is the point. Because he only has guessing that Forbes is correct because we don't know because he yeah. won't show us his taxes. But as he claims 4.5 billion, well that's that's horrible. And if like, you started with 200 million in 1974 dollars, which is about 3 billion in in modern dollars already. So if it just went up with inflation, it would already be the same amount of money he currently has. Right. So <laughs> if he would have invested that into an index fund and yeah. reinvested the dividends. That's it. That's all you got to do. The thing I think that Republicans like to hang their hat on is that according to Trump, his personal wealth he says it's like he, twenty billion right, or something. Right, and in every deal Trump's ever made, he made money. Right, people around him got screwed royally. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other subject. That's a whole other subject. We could do seven shows on on his business fine, dealings but and I mean, his lawsuits. You're not a successful businessman if you're the only one in a deal that ever makes money. If everyone else gets screwed and you get the money. You're a parasite. Well, that's from You're, the that's perspective yeah, of yeah, a, yeah. I don't know what you would say, a Democrat, but from the Republican perspective, it only matters if, if you, you made the money. Oh. It doesn't matter if your workers, employees. So if you're if you're there no. and you're completely unscathed, but all around you is scorched earth, that's cool. You're a brilliant businessman. Got it. And should and you're and that qualifies you to be president. Also just want to point out Got that it. Robert Reich also uh, made the point uh, that former labor Trump- secretary under uh, under Bill Clinton, by the way, former labor secretary under Bill Clinton, carry on. Yes, and now a uh, professor emeritus. Anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. That Trump also got about eight hundred and fifty million in tax subsidies in New York alone. So just yeah. adding, holy crap, eight hundred fifty million in tax subsidies, and he still doesn't worth. He sh- if he was a successful businessman, starting with what he started with, adjusting for inflation, doing basic business, and if he had done with a lot of good, like if he was like Bloomberg, Bloomberg would have turned two hundred million dollars in nineteen seventy into about. Two hundred billion, oh, yeah. probably. You know, in the course of time, he made it out of his own. Anyway, uh, so and, and what do you do? So, so the polling shows that it doesn't matter. And so, if you if you find yourself arguing with a Trump supporter who won't listen to facts, it sounds like you're not alone. And here, here's why. Uh, it says here, 80% of Trump voters think it's a bigger problem that news organizations produce false stories, while only 3% of them think it's a bigger problem that the Trump administration makes false claims. <laughs> Okay, three percent think his claims that are false are a problem, but that the news is a problem. Ah, kill the messenger syndrome. Seventy percent of Trump voters think that the Trump administration regularly makes false claims. Only seventeen percent of Trump voters, while seventy-six percent of Trump voters think it doesn't. They don't think it. They're even. They don't think he's even making false claims. Second of all, by contrast, seventy-eight percent of Trump voters think that news organizations regularly produce false stories, while only nineteen percent them think otherwise. Otherwise, and finally. 84% of Trump voters think he's keeping most of his major campaign promises. Only 4% think he isn't. And 89% think of him as honest and trustworthy. Oh, my God. Can I have some of the pot they're smoking? I know. It must be industrial strength. And again, I, I think I, it's moonshine, baby. This, <laughs> and this is not Trump versus Hillary versus Obama versus anything else. Because if you've listened to this show, you know that when Obama does something crappy, uh, we were the first one to call it out. In fact, he's, he's right now getting paid $400,000 to do a Wall Street speech for uh, Cantor or whatever it is, Cantor Fitzgerald, and everybody on the left's like, what? Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's stupid. No, it's not. It's payback. That's what you get when you don't send any of their people to jail. You get a nice fat 
speaking that's engagement. That's the objective objection from the left is like, wow, instead of sending them to jail, now you're going to you know collect cash on them. You want to know the irony? Obama blew that. George, blew w- George W. Bush sent over 150 banksters to jail. <laughs> Put that in your crack pipe and smoke yeah. it, Okay, I am going to have to put that in my crack pipe. Yeah. Because yeah, you no. just blew me, no. blew my mind there. Yeah, he, he sent he sent well over 100, I think it was, I mean, 150 may be generous. I think it was more along the lines of 136 banksters actually went to jail under the w, uh, under W's administration. I don't know. But what zero. Is. No, no, zero. it's not zero. No, there were several, several people. Obama? Went, yeah, no, a lot of people went under jail, but not to those numbers. <sighs> Remember in the beginning, right after the crash, there was some, but then it and then it faded away, and then there was this everything that fell out afterwards. There was no prosecutions, and so right. that's Eric, Eric Holder most. could not have been any nicer to Wall Street. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, he he went after zero. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely the, again that's a mark on Obama. He blew that, and that's part of the reason why it made there's, this climate. He's responsible for this climate too, because if he had put banksters in jail, then maybe we would have gone the ones who are fraudulent. Obviously, there's a vast majority of bankers are doing great work and trying to create financial circumstances for people in business. But the ones that were obviously corrupt, my co-hosts are rolling their eyes. They no, don't have a lot of faith. No, not in at all. <laughs> I, but no, what I, I just really appreciate. I was just thinking, you know, um, if that's true, props to George W. Bush, and happy to give it to him. And and I do appreciate that. Uh, I guess we are not so much in a bubble that we can't uh, acknowledge the good and the bad and the ugly truths. Um, on our side and the other side. So. Right, right. No, yeah. no. I know, it, This and this is the point, and try not to label one thing or another. I, I, I wince when we say Republicans one thing, Democrats are another, because uh, that's part of why we got here, is to put ourselves in tribes. So let's watch that, too, and identify what it is. I think that's one of the benefits of Trump, because no one thinks of him as he is a Republican by, by party, but a lot of people think of him as just being this kind of outlier, uh, and that may actually help break. Well, that yeah, em- emphasis on liar. <laughs> <laughs> so one last poll. Uh, apparently, they asked people, "Do you want more or less government?" Because uh, that one has been one, you know. Okay, right? that I know qu- that's a ridiculous question. Thank but- you, thank you. Just on the very surface. You it's know, a broken question that you're not going to get really good substantive yeah. revealing answers I think we can from. Skip this one. So, 40% of those surveyed, first of all, 40% uh, approve right now of Donald Trump's performance. 54% disapprove. Who are the 40 that think he's doing a great job? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. And then, secondly, uh, to add on to that, um, they <laughs> the middle. He's lost the middle ground. His 40% that still like him, almost no independents. The independents are gone. Uh, and so and that, of course, scares Republicans who are smart um, and they sh- and it should well, scare them. Well, that's just a handful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and by the way, when I say these things about Republicans, I am not talking about the regular everyday. Of course, the people, voters, Republican voters. voters. Yeah. I am talking about the Republican members of Congress. So the, the, uh, the question they asked is, do you believe the government should be doing more to solve problems and help meet people's needs? That's the way the question is phrased. Do you think government should be doing more or less to solve people's problems and help the, their needs? Uh, the question was first started back in 1985. And back then, it was a 30 percent believe government should do more to help Americans. In, for, in 2010, it was 45 percent, which is pretty good. And now... Fifty-seven percent of Americans think government should do more, not less, and so that runs in stark contrast to also, the Republican bubble, Republican congressional bubble. Right. Congressional the, bubble. the the question also could be phrased: Would you like the government to to do less or more harming of its <laughs> yeah, citizenry? I mean, honestly, too, right? 
if, well, if you're going to be there and, and you're going to go do your job, we'll put that in quotes, with Congress, yeah, uh, make sure that you're passing legislation that actually benefits your constituents as opposed to just yourselves. Seriously. Because I don't know if you noticed, uh, in their new, their new health care plan, uh, the Republicans have exempted, uh, have managed to throw in a clause where Congress itself is exempted from any changes in the ACA. Well, right. let's back that up a little bit. Um, they, their new plan, they made it harder for the sick and the elderly to get health care. Perfect. And they exempted members of Congress and their staff from that. Oh, so, perfect. Okay. Again, so, all about them yeah. and screw the people. Yeah, I want to dig deeper into the health care thing, but of course, uh, I, we do have some good news on that. I don't want to go too much into the federal health care plan because if it's any indicator what previously happened, it ain't going anywhere anyway. So I kind of want to debate something that may actually be worth debating because <laughs> it may, this won't even get to a floor of anything anywhere. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Erica's got some good news. I keep teasing as well as uh, I want to talk about um, our new feature, which is, uh, you know, uh, better late than never. (laughs) Late to the party when we return to Jeff's World. Thank you once again for being in Jeff's World. This is the home of truth, justice, sarcasm, laughs, and epiphanies. All while looking at the American way of life. No capes! No capes! I'm Jeff Stein, <laughs> along with uh, Jeff Hendrick and Erica Fairston. And uh, we're trying to give you some good news here, because there's always good news. Uh, that's one of the things we like to believe on the show. One of them is... Um, <laughs> uh, no, really, really, folks... There's good news, and we'll bring it to you. We yeah, will. <laughs> exactly. Now, you longtime listeners know we've been talking about healthcare and and where it's going in the broader sense. And although it seems to be under attack, if you if you perceive it that way on a congressional level right now, we don't know. We don't know what they're going to get through. It just really is just no way to tell. <laughs> dude, dude, they don't know. <laughs> but here's the cool thing about it: in a democracy this big, uh, and especially we happen to be in a state uh, of California, which is uh, particularly large and has enough of an economy, sixth largest in the world, to to power its own circumstance. And as a result, oh, what just cleared the Senate? Erica Fairston? Or well, the, uh... yeah. So Senate Bill 562 just passed the Senate uh, Health, Committee, Health right? Committee here in California. And Senate Bill 562 um, is guaranteed health care for all Californians. Another Yay. way. Yeah. Woo-hoo, another way <laughs> to understand that is basically just thinking of it as um Improved and expanded Medicare for all. Right. Single payer. We don't like to use that term because it doesn't test well. Is that they always tell that, right? Nobody knows what it means. It's strange. Yeah. So healthcare but for every, all. Most, the... most people know what Medicare is, but then it gets yeah. a little bit confusing because you're just talking about the state of California. But but to our listeners, it's improved and expanded Medicare for all for California residents. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly exciting. So this is just the first of many hurdles. Sure. Uh, the next step is it goes to Appropriations, appropriations committee, which they say that's where bills go to die. Well, they got it. As soon as you start figuring out the funding on it, everybody yeah. goes, "Oh God." You so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, we're celebrating today's victory. Yes. Um, I'm going to come back at you with, um, you know, who are the members of yeah. the Appropriations Committee for you guys to lobby them. You can see it on our Facebook page, Instagram. Yep, we'll we can put check it, it out on that, our Facebook page and, um, and uh, Twitter, which we got, yep, hopefully. All that good stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's a really exciting victory yeah. that should should give everybody some hope. And um, like Bernie Sanders. Sanders has always said, when people show up in mass, um, you know, we we win. We, yeah. we get what we're demanding. And uh, and if we kill it on a federal level, I can assure you, states like California will jump in. Um, the only reason California hasn't totally gone in with both feet, in my opinion, is because Obamacare is still going. 
Well, and to they, kind of spent... be a bit of a braggart, yeah. Um, as California goes, so Yee. does the nation. <laughs> we so like to say that here. We pass it here <laughs> in the big CA. <laughs> And it's going to come your way. And here so, come all the uh, people from other states saying, you know, really? Come on, California. I know, Stop I being know. so full of yourselves. Just because you're 38 million people and you got great <laughs> weather and you got the freaking Yosemite. And we grow. Mountains and the ocean. <laughs> grow 90% of the nation's the weed. food. Oh, and oh, the weed. And the weed. <laughs> no, that's Colorado. Colorado's beating us on weed. Silicon Valley. Are we still biggest on wine? That's a beautiful Hollywood. state. Oh, God, I love Colorado. I love all the states. I've I actually know. been to all 50 states. Have you? A rare little uh, fun fact about me. I, yeah. And, wow. And, uh, I I was on tour with a country music band. Uh, I'll drop names: Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, and I nice. saw the rest of the states after you know family vacations and things too, and even Hawaii and Alaska. All that. I've been to Puerto Rico or Virgin Islands. There. Love it. Well, that's that's our next remote broadcast. There you I go. think is uh, <laughs> Jeff's world from the Virgin Islands. I kind of yeah. like the sound of that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that's one good news. Uh, Hendrick has another bit of good news uh, going on here. For those of you in Los, the greater Los Angeles area, um, there is a group called LA Kitchen, and they feed homeless people. And this coming Tuesday, the 4th, they're going to be doing an event in Pershing Square called Feeding the 5,000. They want to try to feed 5,000 homeless folks. Uh, now, if you want to help, uh, coming up is uh, you can go to the L.A. Kitchen location on 20, two, 230 West 26th Street, and the new volunteer entrance is on 25th Avenue. And there's going to be something uh, this Tuesday night called the Disco Chop Party. Yeah. And uh, what they're going to do is anybody who's I got... I hope they're playing disco music. Oh, you bet they will. Oh. Come on yes, now. Yes, I am there. There's nothing like cutting things to staying alive. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so anybody who has uh, kitchen skills in their background, if you've worked in a restaurant and you've got a good sharp knife, uh, show up and chop food so they can cook it uh, coming up and be a, a volunteer. It goes right. from 3 to 10 at the L.A. Kitchen. Beautiful. And the L.A. Kitchen, like I said, is at 230 West 26th. And if Avenue. you're not in Los Angeles, look for something local because this is what's happening. They this did, is where democracy occurs. Same same exact uh, organization all does, also does one in D.C. There you go. And it's and all over. Look into all your, over. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, if you want, you can uh, go to a, a an organization called Uproot, capital U, small p, capital R-O-O-T. Poke that into your Google engine and go find the good folks at Uproot and volunteer. Nice. And help feed some of your fellow humans because it's a good thing to do. Your fellow humans. Because we're all in the same boat. Because we're all in the same boat. <laughs> I and really commend these, you know, organizations who come in to fill such needs like this. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but point out, I mean, if you live here in Los Angeles, you, you can't drive or walk a block without seeing somebody Sleeping on the sidewalk. It's a massive problem here in Los Angeles. And it wasn't always the case. Um, You know, uh, it was back when we had Governor Ronald Reagan who defunded and shut down the mental institutions. Yeah, it didn't go well. That California started to see this huge rise in homelessness. And here we are decades later from uh, that decision, and and people are, are still suffering. On the good side, though, Eric and I have had the, the great pleasure of working with some city council folks and seeing the 
the just the Herculean effort being made here in Los Angeles City Council, and, I, and you'd be surprised what your you, you, politics are local. It's an old expression, but you should look at your local town and see. You'd be surprised what things are being done, and as uh, well as our county supervisors. Yes, yep. I mean I L.A. Think... County is bigger than all but seven states. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> L.A. County has a higher population than all but seven states in our union. Wow. So what was it? Two years ago, Jeff Stein and I, uh, we went to an event where we had uh, our congressman, Ted Lieu, our state senator, Ben Allen, our state assembly member, um, our county supervisor, our city councilman, Mike Bonin. And um, all in one room talking all in one room and all working together on On homelessness in uh particular on this particular problem. You'd be surprised. There's great policymakers out there who love it. Yeah. Now, that's one of the reasons why the people in this group, we got so objected to Donald Trump is because we've seen great policymakers and we see how it's a lifelong uh, skill that you develop over years. And to have Donald Trump got a role in and know nothing about anything, which, you know, and didn't the necessarily... genuine desire to solve problems that that allow them to put egos yeah. aside yeah. and get the work done. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump couldn't have been successful, even though he wasn't didn't have a policy background. But uh, when you do have a policy background, it's kind of like going to the NBA, having played basketball all your life instead of just going, what's this orange thing? Where do I throw it? You know, is that a hoop? Yeah, it, that's it's a, a hoop. It's, I'm it's supposed to throw better. it through. Correct. Yeah, I thought those so, were just earrings. No, exactly. So when we come back, uh, I want <laughs> I still want to pay off the uh, late to the party. Uh, also about the drones and where that's going in America and the uh, celebrity who showed up on the ride at Disneyland that matched that celebrity's uh, movie. You gotta love that. It's not a myth anymore. It's real. Yarg. Yarg. <laughs> when we return to Jeff's world, I'm Jeff Stein. You have stumbled into Jeff's world. The independent uh, stumbled. You know, it's okay. The independent state of mind where we look at this gorgeous country in all its complicated glory. She's like a high maintenance girlfriend, America. And that's exactly the way we love her. Uh, and it is an endearment to call her a her. Uh, because she's the gives birth to us all, uh, and, and and I am Jeff Stein, along with Erica Ferriston and Jeff Hendrick, and uh, we're talking about. Uh, I'm going to hold the new feature, but I want to talk about weaponized drones a little bit. Right, but uh, um, yeah, so in in this wonderful experiment called America, uh, she's wonderful. Are we sort of conscious bir- uh, midwives? <laughs> so we're trying to birth into this nation a kind of a better way of thinking about the whole deal. Can we? I think we are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, midwifery here uh, on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing will happen live. Though, I promise, no uh, live midwifery. Um, you can see photos on our Facebook page. <laughs> so we think again here that although we talk a lot about politics, but social stuff, anything that's going on, anything that has a relevance to where we're evolving as a people, that's what I'm fascinated by. I love to see where it's all going um, because we're doing great. We are in the greatest social, political, you know, economic, spiritual, technological renaissance in the history of mankind. It feels squishy and ugly right now uh, because of the division, but in this high contrast is high growth. That's always the way it works. You know how it is. Look at the times and even in your own personal life when stuff went down and you emerged from it and you went, wow, you know, I wouldn't have wanted that, but now that I've had it, I'm a much bigger person. You know, even when I get older, people say, oh my God, I'm getting older. I say, you know what? I love getting older because I would never exchange my wisdom for youth. <laughs> That's all due respect to the young. What do they say? Youth is wasted on the young. On the young, right? Isn't that a Woody Allen or Mark Twain? Or I don't know who that said, that, but that was just great. Uh, so... And, and so I look for stories that, that, that have relevance to where we're going. One of them is this drone thing. In Connecticut, uh, they've got HB, H, House Bill 7260, which just moved out of the Judiciary Committee. And what it would do is allow police forces 
to utilize drones, to weaponize drones is not necessarily. So let me give you a little clip of, of a Connecticut police talking about how they've been using them up to this point because they have been using them. For crime scene photography, uh, we use it for uh, search and rescue with the thermal imaging if somebody Hold goes on. missing at night. We use this for crime scene photography. Uh, we use it for uh, search and rescue with the thermal imaging if somebody goes missing at night. We can go up and put the thermal up and be able to see, you know, heat signatures. Really, the drones just give you the flexibility to get to places that otherwise you couldn't get to, Correct. right? Correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do it safer and more efficiently than a helicopter. Can you see a situation where you would need to have a drone that was weaponized? Just in my career, I can think of situations where something like that would have been of use. Yeah, absolutely. So there's that. Well, here's a question. Right, I don't right, know. Right. Maybe these drones will kill less civilians than real cops. <laughs> you oh, know, I'm sorry. Was that my outside voice? Yeah, that was your outside voice. Uh, so you know the stance in this room. Uh, there's a little sensitivity, obviously, because of the context of where <laughs> what's been going on, Black Lives Matter, all that sort of stuff. Um, this is scary. I, I'm the first to say, you know, you know well, then we're firing gonna, drones from the skies. We're gonna have we're gonna have a new bumper. I, we're gonna have a new bumper sticker and a new placard. Human lives matter because drones are gonna be killing us. And if you don't, uh, if, if it sounds familiar, I want to play a little clip of this, too, because uh, just a little while ago, was it was 2015, uh, you may have caught this on YouTube, a, uh, a video, uh, someone put a gun on a drone. I'll give you a little taste. Right? There's the sound of it. This video of a flying gun has got nearly a million views online. Behind this clip and behind this gun-mounted drone is a teenager from Clinton. The question is now, is his creation legal and should it be? The FAA is now looking into it. NBC Connecticut's Dan Corcoran live in Clinton with the story. <laughs> be a little Dan. more because it's interesting. Go, Dan. Well, Keishan, Jerry, the father of the teen who built this flying gun says this is nothing more than a toy. But police here see it differently and there's not much they can do about it. Take a look at this teenager's invention affixing a semi-automatic handgun to a drone. It's terrifying. Flying and firing in the town of Clinton. Well, teenagers have such wisdom. Right. A, a gun hovering on a, on a drone like being discharged. The Clinton FAA police. is right now looking into if the device breaks any federal laws. It does not. And though local yet. police may not like the idea of a flying gun, it appears there's no state law against it. If it's being discharged in a area where it could be legally discharged, right now there's no legislation that prohibits it. We went to the home of 18-year-old Austin Howitt, who police say posted this video on YouTube. More interesting part of Neither story. he nor his father would go on camera, but <laughs> Austin's dad says his son is a mechanical engineering student who built this flying gun. He says Austin was operating the device in their yard when this video was recorded. You may have seen Austin and his drone before. This is a video he posted online last year of an altercation he had with a woman who didn't like Austin flying a drone with a camera over the beach at yeah. Hammonasset State Park. She, she went after you want to stop assaulting me? Austin's dad says that. advertising revenue from this viral YouTube video helped pay for materials to build the flying gun. Isn't that crazy? He gets a viral video because he gets attacked by a lady for videotaping for, you know, camera shooting her while she's on the beach. And then he uses the money from the advertising of that video to build a gun-mounted drone. Yeah, America! This, I mean, this is like our reality TV shows. Dude. A teenager gets knocked up, and she gets a million dollars in a TV show, and, and then just goes on to be, you know, 
a stripper or something. Right? I mean, th- this kind of behavior is rewarded uh, in just, our capitalist society. I'm just curious when Austin was going to get a call from Trump to come be part of this cabinet. Because <laughs> that that boy's got great ideas. He's right. look. He's 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 photographing semi-naked women without their permission, and now he put a gun on a drone. Make that boy my chief of staff. Yeah. Well, we could go talk to you know people in the in Syria and Lebanon and see what it's like to have drones shooting from the sky. Yeah. Huh. They're unfortunately very familiar with that. Right? I mean, and this is what you know. Liberals will often say that this is one of their biggest objection to Obama was the the drone stuff stuff kept going, and I don't yeah. know the answer to it uh, because you don't want to send troops in the middle of Yemen, and yet you know you don't want to be in Yemen because we have no um, business being there. Well, except that they're you know again another another show another thing because they can, okay. All right, we'll table that Dropping one. Dropping bombs. <laughs> Dropping bombs creates more terrorists and more refugees, I, period. Right. I think you would agree with the adage, Come on. hate begets hate. Yes, yes, it does. And if you live by the murder sword, you perish by, perish by the sword. begets murder. So it's not a solution to yeah. go and just murder civilians and populations, whether it's in the name of democracy, freedom, Allah, God, uh, or whatever. Yep. So when we come back to Jeff's world, uh, we're going to talk about the new a new feature, Late to the Party. It'll be a, a light and fun. And uh, also we're going to get back into, what was the last time we had? One more topic we had to get. Oh, taxes, of course. Trump's yeah. taxes. And uh, the celebrity who was on the Disneyland ride when we return to Jeff's world. Welcome back to Jeff's world. I'm Jeff Stein, along with Erica Farrison and Jeff Hendrick. Uh, that's my little theme song for our new uh, Late to the Party segment. Kind of, you know, pink, right? All right, it's a loose connection, but I did the best I could. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this late to the party uh, segment, the idea is that, you know, so much happens so often on the Internet. There's just no way that you could ever kind of catch it all. And so sometimes something comes across your screen and you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't. I've never seen that before. And you crack it up. You're like, really? You haven't seen that before? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, you, you you repost it, and all your friends are like, "That was four months ago, dude." Yeah, and that's okay. That's what I'm trying to it's say. It's okay not to be trendy, people. We it, still love you. You know, because it's still funny the first time. <laughs> it's not like sex is new, but your first time is still, you know, your first time. Right? No, I remember. i a good buddy of mine, Larry Bubbles Brown, got got a chance to go back on Letterman, and we were uh, we were I was in New York, and I got a chance to see him do a couple of warm up sets, and he was just flying through his material. Yeah, yeah. And we said to him, Larry. The people on the show have never heard, heard these this. jokes before, so you gotta can't come with the heat. You gotta throw underhand, slow pitch softballs at them because then they'll love you. One of the hardest things about being a stand-up comic, you and I both know that, is right. that you do the same. Material. People think, oh, you're just making up every night on the stage. No, it's it's polished. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's worked. large. Even if it looks like we're just making it up, eh, we're fooling you. Yeah, and much Seinfeld's li- comedian really shows you know yeah. all the work and the failures yeah that oh, even yeah. the best comedians have to go through for each yeah. new uh routine or set yeah oh i remember yeah. i remember i had a joke about baseball pitchers being overplayed that it took me seven and a half months to get right wow i kept right. telling it well i wasn't getting the laugh kept telling it telling it. and then finally I, I swear to god jeff stein at an open mic with four people in the audience suddenly ah! Boink! You got it right. I, it all clicked into place, and I shouted at another comic in the back of the room, write that down. Yeah. I finally got it right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing how, yeah, 
good performers make it look effortless, but believe there me. There are no finished jokes, only abandoned ones. That's what we always <laughs> say. They just- Too true. You know, because uh, you just kind of work it. So what are we late to the party for, my okay, friend? Okay, well, one is is uh, Tim Hawkins, speaking of comedian. Okay. I'm going to play him too first, but first, uh, goat parkour. Now, if you don't know what parkour oh, is- Oh, I've seen this thing. Right, right, right. I'm kind of playing the background. You guys can- Yeah, right? The music doesn't do it justice. Parkour is awesome. So parkour is a French word, by the way. It was a, you know, it was a part of a, a French training uh, for um, a military type training. You know, the, right. the idea is if you haven't seen it, it started out really got popular on a video game. Uh, my son would know the name of it, but I couldn't remember it. Where you, you know, the idea is you can leap from building to building, from place to place, and you're kind of the, the expertise lies in your ability to kind of climb up walls, climb up things, and then be able to fall cleverly, so you can fall from inordinate distances without being hurt. And so somebody found a video of goats jumping around, baby goats. And, Which and, are already just retardedly cute. And, exactly. I mean, exactly. they'll just make your head melt. We'll re-put this video <laughs> on Facebook so y'all can see it again. Uh, and I grew up raising goats in the peak of, actually, in my ranch times when I grew up in, in a little small town in California. Uh, my folks had 32 goats. Uh, one of them was the, the, in fact, a show-winning goat, pygmy goats, all pygmy goats, a show-winning goat that won so many times that when we show up at a goat show, people just went, oh, God, they're here again. Uh, what makes this won. goat such a winner? It was a. It had a. It had great <laughs> stance. It had a great uh, structure. You know, it's just like anything. It's like you know, it's a meat market, like anything, right? It had great humans, great goats. It it, it looked awesome. Uh, all the right curves and all the right places, exactly. I guess. Erica, it was an incredibly sexy goat. It was an incredibly, <laughs> it was. And if, incredibly sexy. And if you've raised pygmy, did goats, you ever see El- Edward Albee's The Goat? I mean, now yeah, you're see? making a case for that I, play. Thank you, thank you. And 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 uh, if you've seen a pygmy goat uh, bounce around when they're young, it's parkour. They jump all over things. They're flying all over things. That's what they do. They climb stuff. You just throw things in the backyard for them to jump on and climb on as they do. So so check that out. That's very cute. Uh, I highly recommend it. Oh, another fun fact about goats: uh, the male goats pee on themselves. It's supposed to be sexy. It attracts the female. So does Donald yeah. Trump. There you go. Hello. Oh, no. According to the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the other one I was late to the party on, I'm late to the party, is uh, Tim Hawkins, comedian, yeah. uh, has this song. Uh, I won't give you the title of it because it'll give it away. But uh, my wife's like, oh, my God, it's the best song ever. Jeff, you got to see this. Right. So I'll hear you a little taste here. If I can. Party is through. It's just me and you. Uh-huh. Romantic. Everyone has left a home. Girl, we're finally alone. Boys to Men parody, obviously. Wave goodbye to the guests. Yeah. You Best song ever, St. Ladies. I understand. <laughs> Here it comes. We'll light your fire. We've been married 20 years. I know what you want, my dear. I'll go here get comes. the vacuum. The vacuum. <laughs> I'll take it from here. I'll clean up for you. What a mensch. 
Right, right. You love this guy. So oh, my gosh. Tim Hawkins, all the props to him for that one. Uh, you know, right. Somebody send that to my husband. Right? <laughs> it's never too late to get on board with something cool on the internet. Oh, poor, I, I have poor. to tell you, I'm glad you're doing this because I feel, I feel a whole type of social pressure to keep up with right? all the I know. funniest, hang, fun, hang, coolest things. And I'm like not even invited to the party, much less late to it. So at least now I'm just late to the party. I believe Executive Brian, who is gesticulating wildly, has something to say. I do that stuff at home. <laughs> See what a good guy you are? You clean up. I do too. And my wife said, you know what? That's why I love you, sweetie. Aww. Because at the end of the party, I st- I'm that way too. When the party's She's starting like, to wrap that's up, that's why I'm, I'm taking off my up. panties right now. I, I know she does. When I, <laughs> as, when I clean up. as the party's wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to get <laughs> late after 20 years of marriage. Yeah. I know how to get invited back to a party. My, I'm actually the guest that's cleaning up mid-party. I would, yeah, I, me too. I I'm the guy bit. who will cruise through. Oh, you're the and guest just, that does that. Yeah, that's I'm the guy better. who will cruise through and just find all the empties and grab a whole armful of them and put them in the recycling. You are in the minority. I've had a lot of parties at my place, and uh, I can assure you a lot of folks Why do you think, just leave their stuff around. How is Hendrick at this other party? Because well, yeah, the last right. time he was here, he helped clean up, and the guy that was throwing up, he took I him into the bathroom. I honestly think like, the, the single people actually tend to do that more because the married people, we do it all the time, and we're so exhausted. We're like, oh, no, I'm a guest at this party. Yeah, I just did this at my house before I came to this party. (laughs) Uh, Once again, this show is brought to you because uh, free because of advertisers. So take a listen. They're they're picked for you. You're going to lug them. Uh, There's something there for you. I'm a big, as you can see, I'm pitching advertisers, but this is how it works. And and this is the new paradigm, too, is that you want to connect people uh, with their products and services that are appropriate. So and it keeps it pays the bills here, makes this show for free. So when we come back, listen to that. When we come back, I'm still going to pay off the celebrity at Disneyland oh, and right. uh, yeah, and Channing Tatum uh, giving stripper names to uh, <laughs> other celebrities uh, when we return to Jeff's World. You are breathing the rarefied air of Jeff's World. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeff Stein along with Eric Ferriston, Jeff Hendrick, Barry Funkhouse producing the show, Executive Brian making it grow, and Internet Georgia keeping you in the know. Please join us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Jeff's World Show is where you can find us. And, uh, oh, my gosh, the, we talked about goats, and, and now Try it's... to find new ways to exercise and Uh-oh. stay in shape. A Uh-oh. farmer in New Hampshire is offering a very different experience. Oh, no. Yoga with goats. <laughs> it's catching on, and the farm owner says they are scrambling to try to keep up with this viral sensation. Oh, good Lord. So okay, go. no one can ever make fun of Californians again. <laughs> Goat yoga in New Hampshire. Yeah, this is, uh, we get a, we get a fifteen minute pause from the ridicule, Erica. Yeah. I agree. I mean that is <laughs> ridiculous. Oh come on, it's fun. Oh jeez. <laughs> and 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 uh, okay, now can we finally get to the doggone who's yeah? Which celebrity was on which ride, Mister yeah, Stein? Yeah, yeah. Now, so now just so you know, again, I, I taught I teased this at the top of the show. Right. It, it is a weird little Disneyland mythology or Disney World, I suppose, that people like to say, oh, you know, so so and so celebrity who was in the movie, you know, came to the ride of the of the same movie like oh there's an indiana jones ride i'm sure i've seen harrison ford there you know or whatever sala or something you know uh, uh, uh reese davis what's his name uh, reese davis john reese davis i think anyway snakes uh, very dangerous google first <laughs> exactly so uh they got a surprise on the pirates of the caribbean ride you guys will be able to see this but you can hear it as- okay, I don't know if the audio does it justice. But Johnny Depp. Yeah. 
the actual Johnny Depp. And there's a lot of impersonators that do Jack Sparrow. And so it was hard to tell. He got in. And if you've been on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at uh, Disneyland, he, you can see he's with the, at the dunking scene. Right, right. He's in the dunking <laughs> scene. And he's playing around. And, you know, and the, and the audience. Oh, 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 People lost their <laughs> minds when Johnny Depp was out there, you know? It's like, there's Johnny Depp! Oh, <laughs> they can't believe it! How fun! <laughs> you know... And of course, he's so creative, and he's now, just vamping I don't, with him. And I don't know if you know this, but he, he travels with that kit that whole oh does he sparrow kit oh, and he will fantastic. go he will, he will go into uh different kids cancer wards oh. in different cities that he's in and he will God pop in him. as jack sparrow and just hang out and make a kid's day well, uh, that is very sweet yeah. okay but so wait, when you set this up i thought you meant he <laughs> showed up at disneyland with his kids and oh went right no that happens of course ride. no that happens but this kind of freaks me out a little bit <laughs> right? and i'm thinking okay what is he smoking that he'd be like you know what let me just take the little time that I have, and just dress up in character. But here's the deal with this stuff, though. He's done this kind of stuff before with in conjunction with movies, with the Alice in Wonderland movie. Did you ever yeah, see that, yeah. that billboard, Hatter. the Mad Hatter? It was an interactive billboard that was him live on camera somewhere, but he yeah. could see people standing in front of it, and he was talking to them. Okay, yeah. that makes Freaking sense to me because he's promoting But it was film. awesome. Yeah, there's, there's a new Pirates there's film a new, coming There's out. a new Pirates movie okay, coming now, out. Okay, now I'm yeah. not as freaked that's, out. That's what he, he's smoking uh, promotional dollars. <laughs> but the live billboard was awesome. Yeah, no, it's amazing when they do yeah. that. Uh, yeah. uh, everybody loves that. You know, and another one that's fun is that uh, a lot of actors who will, will go to Comic-Con as the character they are, or they'll be in another character that's just that they, that they don't see. Their face isn't seen. Maisie and Williams, who plays Arya on Game of Thrones, right. is a huge Comic-Con geeky, wonderful little girl. And she's she's gone as a stormtrooper before. She's dressed up in all sorts of alternative costumes and <laughs> right, just gone to cons right. and had a ball. And I just I dig her so much because she seems to be having the most amount of fun with her fame of, right. of anybody that on that show. That makes sense to me because that's something she enjoys doing. Oh, yeah. and it's just yeah. there as a participant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second one that was kind of fun is uh, Channing Tatum. He was doing an interview, and somebody said, "And there, there, you can enjoy that, Erica. A little shot of uh, you can't see in the studio, but uh, him doing some grinding, some uh, pelvic stuff. Good stuff. It's very, it looks very, uh, looks very, uh, you know, flexible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so." Uh, BuzzFeed is so clever. I'll give them credit because they have a great combination of good news, news actually, as well as uh, being uh, ridiculous in a fun way. Uh, so he went through and he started. Uh, they started throwing celebrities' pictures on the screen and said, "Just start coming up with names." And so let me see if I can play it and it'll work at the same time. Uh, what do I think their stripper name would be? Okay. <laughs> the name that's Rusty Sparkplug. That is Zac Efron. <laughs> Rusty Sparkplug. I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> Rusty, I mean, he's he's making it up in the moment. So it I'll just a, it sounds like something you'd have to pay a hooker a lot of money to do to you. I'll get a Rusty Sparkplug. That'll cost you extra. Yeah, uh, you know. What do you what do you think this is Vegas, Mister? Yeah, and you want the tetanus too? Because that's extra. <laughs> that's extra. And that's extra too. It's a Rusty Sparkplug. Zach Efron looking good. Debonair dogleg. Uh, that's uh, George Clooney is debonair dogleg. <laughs> <laughs> Just making stuff up. Right? The hero's bollocks. I don't know why uh, uh, Steve Carell is the hero's bollocks. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Nick Jonas he's laughing about, and the number he comes up with, not Nick Jonas, but uh, Jonah Hill, and the number, uh, the name he comes up with is... The Unicorn. The Unicorn. <laughs> the 
Tiramisu Titan. The Tiramisu Titan. That's uh, oh shoot, who has the Tiramisu Titan? Oh, uh, that's funny. Oh god, I know, right? Oh, it's the, oh, oh no, we just no. let it roll. Man. Oh, I know. I should just. Oh, that was Michael Strahan. I'm sorry <laughs> for not instantly recognizing because the picture they had of him was weird. Yeah, Michael Strahan. Oh man. Okay, so uh, from uh, from One Direction, you know the cute boy, right? We love him. The, the the English muffin, the the tattooed kid. Tattooed kid is Justin okay, Bieber. Okay, I think he should stop talking and just, and just show start the dudes. dancing. And just start dancing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is the, the deep experience. The deep experience. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, Pratt. Just Pratt. Pratt is all. That's his river name. Is just Pratt. Yeah. Oh God. And then uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Mother f***ing Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you do. Had to be. And then finally Nick Grabby Jones. Grabby Nick Jones. And, and then Kanye West. Uh, Mr. West. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all great, but there you go. Stripper names from Channing Tatum. He is an authority of sorts. So. Wow. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, one more thing too before we get. Oh my gosh, they're all like loading in these million little screens. I can't even uh, control my <laughs> screen right now. Um, and then last thing, <clears throat> yes. a couple married seventy five years gave a little advice. You know, these are holy cow! Cute. How old are they? They got to be in their nineties. Yeah, then. they're ninety oh, something, right? Wow. Yeah, advice from a couple being married seventy years. Uh, say, so the What's the secret, right? Always kiss goodnight. Aww. Very nice, right? Never go to bed mad. Okay. The classic that still stays true. Be oh good gosh. friends. They're adorable. They're just adorable. We'll put this on the Facebook page. You can see their adorable pictures. They're like just so retro. <laughs> of course. Uh, appreciate what you've got right now. Super important. Boy, Make yeah, God, moment. that be here now. Yeah. Probably the biggest chunk of brilliant advice I've ever gotten in my life. Absolutely. Be here yeah, now. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, make each other laugh. Mm. Very nice. That's yeah, the last see? One. Well, those comics know chicks dig the funny guys. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I always made up for my looks with funny. And so, um, <laughs> and that's why I'm on radio. So, you know. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, wait, hey, what wait about a minute. You guys? Hey. But you're beautiful. Erica and Jeff are like awesome. I'm the only, okay. Wow. This is why so, we love you. Yeah, exactly. We love you because you're funny. <laughs> uh, but, and on the area of make make each other laugh buzzfeed and all their funness said uh would you mind uh, reading some lyrics from a, a song uh for us and they're like uh sure okay so they never heard this song before and oh, here, here's Lord. a little taste of what they what they did like love big brothers and i like you other brothers can't deny one walks in itty bitty wet you get sprung when i pull up tough you notice that butt was stuffed Deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hoping I can't stop staring. Oh, babe, I want to get with you and take you a picture. My homeboy tried to warn me. 90-something. You've got Love him. So orange, ruffled, smooth skin. Oh, Say man. you want to get in my what? My well, what? use me and choose me. You ain't that average groupie. I seen them dancing. What the hell was romancing? Uh, what? She's wet. She's wet. Got her going like a turbo bit. <laughs> Oh my word. That's too much. Love their sense of humor. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, uh, this has been Jeff's World. <laughs> we're, we're going out on Granny's we're rap. Going, going nice. Yeah. I like big butts. Shake, and I cannot. Shake, shake it. Shake it. Shake that healthy butt. <laughs> shake it, y'all, and get active. Join us on Facebook and Twitter. Jeff's, Jeff's World. World. Show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. face with the Oakland booty. 
This has been Jeff's World, the social, political, pop cultural discussion show that looks at life through the rose colored eyes of the almost criminally optimistic Jeff Stein. <laughs>